This is Alex Massa, and you're listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just stop. Just stop. There's no way after being gone this long that we're going to come back like nothing ever happened. Not going to do that at all. So take an aspirin and sit back and let me tell you where we've been. I was sitting on the porch with a couple of friends of mine back at the time COVID broke. And I said, now would be a good time to stay out of the healthcare system. And we had a chuckle. And then a couple of weeks later, I was on the porch on a very hot, hot day, putting together some deck furniture. And the deck I was on had like four steps down to a lower deck. And all of a sudden, I was down on the lower deck. I fell from the upper deck to the lower deck. And it wasn't like I stumbled. It was like somebody shoved me. And I was out cold into the black. Jackie found me and figured out that I'd been out for about 20 minutes. So she slapped me around and bought me two, and I started the diagnostics, wiggling the ankles, they're okay. Checking out the bad knees, they're okay. Did I break my hip? No, it didn't break my hip. Started to get up, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I got a ride to the emergency room, and in those days, nobody could come in with you. You got inserted into the healthcare system just like that. And they took a look at me. They checked out the hearts on, to rule out a cardiac event. They thought it was a, uh, a concussion. I got a scan, and I broke my back. So I started going through therapy for all those things. And the concussion therapy, let me tell you, it, it struck me as kind of a game show, like beat the clock or something like that. So I had to get on a treadmill and walk at a good pace, just a walking pace, while they asked me questions. And I thought it was going to be easy. And they said, all right, I'm going to give you a string of numbers, six, five, one, two, nine, three. What was the third number after the second number? And then it got tougher just there. And they also had this big, huge widescreen TV, like 80 inches plus. And they had this drill they played on it where, uh, where you had to, they spun the alphabet, uppercase and lowercase. And I had to touch letters in order and say a word that began with that letter in a, in a certain category, like foods or sports teams or something like that. So that was a therapy for that. I got my back worked on uh, and I sold my golf clubs. And so I get that done over the course of about a year. And then I go see my GP and he goes, you've got cancer and we're late. So I didn't, I didn't panic because I'd been in the healthcare system so long, but I did start hunting for a surgeon and I was very thankful to the folks up at uh, GW, George Washington University, that took care of that. Now I've been cancer-free for two years. Okay, that's the long story. That being said, one thing I have to say, 
I have to thank all of you, all of you people that listen to this, for your thoughts, your prayers, and your encouragement during this extended time. There are people in society now that just say we need action, thoughts, and prayers don't work. They're not worth anything. Trust me, folks, they work and they mean something. When you're on my side of it, it means a lot. So I had great support from my family and, and, and close friends. And, you know, my children were great support as well as you might expect. But when people I had never met or didn't know were sending me encouragement, I, I, just, I just was really moved. So thank you all for that. Um, I thought about, I thought about killing this show forever. And the reason I uh, didn't do that is because I think we still have a message and we had a lot of people listening to us. And the issue was when I sat down at the board to start recording again, in the middle of all of that, I couldn't remember how to run the board. And that was depressing beyond belief. So I relearned that and all the game shows we did it, concussion therapy, and we're ready to get back to it. So that being said, uh, once again, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we can do next year. All right. Here's a little nugget for you to set the stage for what we're coming back to. I read today a very interesting article in, uh, I think it was in the Harvard Business Review, and it was written by Michael Watkins, who I follow a lot. And the headline on the article is, start your new leadership role with the end in mind. Well, that seemed awkward to me, but the way he explains it is very interesting. When you step into a new role, whether it's up into the C-suite or your first supervisor and manager job, you should start balancing, looking, planning from now forward and planning from the future backwards. Now, I think it's pretty delicate because you want to take where you are now and move forward planning. That's very common. But to also look into the future of what you have to have done, what you want to have done, can be problematic. But this mindset will help you in your decision making and you'll start building a road that leads you a nice little chapter of your career and a uh, substantial piece of your legacy. Thanks to everyone for being here for the great return. We'll see you next Thank time.
Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Hey, we are headed up to our 100th episode. That's a milestone. That's getting back to the saddle. We have somebody special coming in that certainly deserves to be in the chair. So we'll look forward to that. More next time. Thank you for being here.